Hello, Sheridan Boise here, and this is another micro edition of the More Than This podcast. Just a quick inspiration for your week. Well, a very Merry Christmas to you. I hope you are doing well. I hope you're getting everything together that you need to get together for the big day only a week away. And I hope that uh, this year is kind of coming to land really well for you. Uh, I'm the author of a number of books, Resurrection Year, Resilient, and the brand new one. It's called The Making of Us. Who We Can Become When Life Doesn't Go As Planned. I just announced this on the blog just a couple of weeks ago. I would love you to go and check it out and maybe even pre-order it. We're uh, getting together a whole bunch of goodies for you to uh, kind of pass on some nice, beautiful things, things that you might be able to print out, put on your wall, um, things that might be inspirational for you if you pre-order the book now. All the details are at SheridanVoisey.com. In the end, The Making of Us is really a book that says maybe the worst things can be the best things because they help us to become the very people we are supposed to be. Would love you to go and check it out. Well, being Christmas, I was in London for a meeting recently and I had an angelic encounter, if you like. You're about to hear a couple of stories of angelic encounters in one way, shape or form. And it got me thinking as to whether those kinds of experiences, experiences of awe, can maybe take us back 2,000 years to the very moment of that very first Christmas, help us emotionally engage as to what actually happened all of those years ago. If that's the case, well, maybe this Christmas could be a very different Christmas for so many of us. Take a listen. I've expanded what you're about to hear on the blog, so I'd love to uh, join you there afterwards. SheridanVoisey.com, and a very Merry Christmas to you. Talking of people being really good at what they do off the air, let's get back to that on the air with Sheridan. Good morning, Sheridan. <laughs> Hello, Chris. How are you? You're talking about that, but I'm, I'm more than happy to kind of tuck that away <laughs> for a bad well, day. I, well, I mean it. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you, Chris. It's so you've just you. missed basically the whole of Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, it's been such a fun. I've been listening. I've been listening. What a fun show it's it been this morning. Been so fun. so. Are good. you going to add to that? Um, what, what's our theme this morning? Oh uh, well, I hope so. Look, I hope so. I was in London recently for a meeting, and it was one of those cold nights, pouring with rain. I was late for the meeting and I paced through Leicester Square, I turned a corner and then I stopped still. There they were, angels, a dozen of them hovering above Regent Street, their giant shimmering wings stretching across the traffic. Made of thousands of pulsing lights, it is the most jaw-dropping Christmas display I've ever seen. And if you haven't seen it, you've got to go and see it. Hundreds of us at any one moment, I noticed, were standing there getting drenched in this rain, our umbrellas turning inside out, gazing up, whispering, wow. Now, to me, the power of that Christmas display isn't just the angels' beauty, it's the sense of awe that they evoke. And awe is central to the Christmas story when the angel tells Mary she's going to miraculously conceive and then appears to the shepherds announcing good news to all people, each of them react with wonder, amazement, awe. Now, according to the polls, one in three of us actually believe that angels exist. Now, I can't say that I've met one myself, but I have got a couple of friends who may have come pretty close. One friend who has muscular dystrophy found herself on the tube, found, uh, facing a large flight of stairs without a lift or escalator. Now, she was on the verge of tears when a man with, she says, the most amazing face picked up her bag, took her by the arm and helped her gently up the stairs. When she turned to thank him, he was gone. Another friend was late for a meeting. Already stressed from a relationship breakdown, he started battling London's traffic only to get a flat tyre. And as he stood helplessly in the rain, a man stepped out of the crowd, opened the boot, jacked up the car and changed the wheel. When my friend turned to thank him, he was gone. Now, they might just have been kind strangers with very quick feet. Or maybe 
Maybe. You might just think I'm a bit crazy for suggesting it. You may think that the only place you're going to see a flying angel is in a strictly routine. <laughs> but the awe that those friends felt in each case leads me to wonder if angels may hover in more places than we realise. And if that is true, then who knows? Maybe the shepherds outside Bethlehem weren't so crazy after all. Chris, this is our last pause for thought together. May celestial wings waft yule-chide cheer upon you. <laughs> and if you see a guy on Regent Street gazing up, getting drenched, it's probably me. But if he's wearing a suit and starts changing flat tyres, we'll get a selfie while you can.